We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and it's Wednesday, it's the middle of the week, it's hump day. You ready to hump the hump? I don't know. Are you? Are you in the YouTube chat? If you're in the YouTube chat, feel free to give me a thumbs up. Give me some thummy thumbs on your way in the door. It's a little bit quiet in there. I can say, oh, Jupocalypse. There you go. We, we got some people in there in the YouTube chat. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, we got a we got a nine game, what ten game slate later tonight. So there'll be grinders live. There'll be crunch time for premium members. There'll be a ton of stuff. Yesterday, yesterday highlights uh, why why we we don't like go over like the current slate of that day at eleven o'clock in the morning. Okay, right? It, it, it highlights that when people come in, go, okay, what do you like for today? It's like, well, today is eight hours from now, and who has no idea what's going to go on? So what happened yesterday? Yeah, we came on this show. It's like, okay, what's going on? I don't know, right? We knew Ingram was going to be out. Okay, that, that's likely, right? We had some, like, doubtful people. Is De'Aaron Fox going to play? I don't know. That's questionable, right? Stuff like that. And then the Pelicans, just in the middle of the afternoon, just started dropping like flies, right? Like 1.30 Eastern. Right, because we know Ingram was probably not going to play, uh, and then we got uh, okay. Devonte Graham isn't going to play. Okay, Josh Hart isn't going to play. Jonas Valanciunas isn't going to play. Their entire starting lineup isn't going to play. They're, they're literally their entire starting lineup ain't playing. Right, so that opened up like Michelle Alexander Walker and Jose Alvarado and Guillermo Hernan Gomez. Like we would we have mentioned that. At 11 a.m. No, why would you have to mention Jackson Hayes and 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 uh, and, and Willie Hernan Gomez with Valentinus is it right? Why do you have to mention what not Nikhil Alexander Walker? Willie like Graham's there and Hart's there, right? What do we have to Jose Alvarado? When is he going to be a play? Well, that's what happens in the NBA. Okay, so we got that. So it's like okay, Pelicans chalk, right? They're playing like a 
<laughs> like a nine man rotation with a bunch of like guys that are like 4k 3k i think her i think herbert jones was the most expensive player no no uh, hernan gomez was at 4700 i think he was the most expensive player on the pelicans and then then we got news about two or three hours later fred van vliet he ain't gonna play okay fred van vliet's out it's like okay uh, and then, then Scotty Barnes, like 15 minutes before lock, oh, he's not in. It's like, well, what the hell's going on now? Now the Raptors are down to like eight players and like two or three of them are like G leaguers. So it's like, okay, here's all the Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, Chris Boucher and Precious Achua, like that. Everyone has to play Gary Trent. And they're all going to play like 40 minutes. So they've, they've, who else did I have? The Raptors don't have anyone. And they run very tight rotations as it is. So, like, would we have known that? It's like Siakam was not that, was, was, was projected fairly well earlier in the day. And now he was just a smash at that point. So, essentially, it was Pelicans and Toronto. Then you still, you still got the Spurs sitting there. It's a nine game slate. It's like, 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 we're only focused on two teams, but you should be focused on two teams. Two teams are playing on extremely short rotations with guys that are are either underpriced or vastly underpriced. So you can see here, I mean, and they all hit. I mean, they all hit. Like compared to the ownership versus the top 1% in the contest, we could see in results DB, very chalky, right? Other than like Murray, Murray didn't make it to most lineups. But I mean, look, you got Gary Trent. Take a look at the top 1% of lineups. Nikhil Alexander-Walker is 100%. So you got Walker, Hernan Gomez, Alvarado, one, two, and three. The next are Siakam, Boucher, Ananobi, and Trent. And then Harden's thrown in there also. Then you got Edwards and Embiid and Harris. Herbert Jones is down there a little bit. Terrence Mann presses Achua. Cade Cunningham, obviously, he had had 69 points. But you didn't even need him. Like Jokic had 71 points, and he he actually appeared in less lines in the top 1%. Right, Pirtle had a pretty good game. Would have been a much better game. I had a bunch of Pirtle and Eric Gordon, those like well, uh, Rockets, Spurs type lineups. They didn't make them because it was a blowout by the fourth quarter. You can see here, it's like if you didn't play Pel, if you didn't play some combination of a majority of your lineups having Pelicans and Raptors in it, you did something wrong. Did you have to play three and three? You did play a ton of no. But if you if you were if you were sitting there yesterday going. Well, I'm not going to play any Pelicans. I'm not going to play any Raptors. Then you screwed up. I mean, you, you were giving up 30 points in projection to not do so. I don't know how, how you would have. Let, let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look. I'm, I'm just going to do this. Uh, do, do this uh, if you played a lineup, just the optimal, based on our 843 last night projections, you would have gotten one, two. You would have gotten one, two, three, four, four Raptors, two Pelicans. Or you could have gotten three Raptors, three Pelicans, six six players in your lineup. We're going to be from either of those two teams. So let's say we take them out, okay? So let's let's do a, do a do a thought experiment. Not even a thought experiment. We're actually doing it, right? So the, the fantasy points is three hundred seven point six seven as the the quote optimal. So let's take those teams out. So let let's take out the Pelicans. Let's take out the Raptors. So we're just going to X them out, right? Go down the line. So we didn't play any of them in a lineup. 
283.41. He played a lineup with none of those players. He was giving up 20, 20, about 25 points in projection, 24, 25 points. So if you were building a lineup like, I'm just going to be cute and not play either of those two teams, I don't know how, I don't know how you do that. Does it mean you had to play all of it? No, of course not. We're just saying in general. So let's go back. Let's add these guys back in. Run something else here. So I'm going to add these guys all back in. Right. Also, what happened? Justin Champagne or whatever. He got ejected, right? P.J. Washington got ejected. So they have even less players. Right. They're sitting there with Delano Banton. Malachi Flynn and Yuta Watanabe. Well, what the hell are they going to do? Not much. Oh. Let's see. Put these all back on. Do I got them all? Okay. Right. Alex Santi said, I went two Pels and two Raptors with LeBron and Deontay instead of Harden. I'm assuming that's FanDuel. I don't know. I don't know what the pricing was on FanDuel. All I saw I, I, from, from, from the looks on Twitter, apparently there was humongous trains on FanDuel. So obviously the FanDuel pricing is softer. So you, you don't have to you don't necessarily have to have to play like all of the cheap guys. But uh, but but I what I did uh, before the show, just like I did yesterday, is I put in the actual ownership. So I play I played 50 lineups yesterday. So you can see my lineups here, right? So I played a ton of Naw, N-A-W, Harden, Siakam, Trent. Willie Hernangones, Alvarado, Keldon Johnson, Boucher, Embiid. I played a bunch of Sadoransky. He was only 3% owned. Well, he only scored eight points. Right? So I played a ton of these. I had a, I had seven lines with Patrick Beverly that turned into Jalen Noel. Because what else am I going to do? He's a $4,300 guard, and there's no wiggle room in my lineups. So you take a look at some of my top line. I mean, like, like what else are they going to look like? Two Pels, three, right, like three Pels, three Raptors. Three Pels, three Raptors. Three Pels, two Raptors. Three, two Pels, three Raptors. I mean, like, all that. All, even if you go scroll way down, right, you get two Raptors, two, two Pelicans. I mean, like, no matter where you go, you're going to find them, the three and two. Because they projected so well for their prices. You can't. You, you can. I mean, take a look at the RGV, salary-adjusted plus-minus. You got Pelican, Raptor. Right, you got Pelican, Raptor, right, all all the way up. They were all positive. But I want to see now, based on uh, you know inserting the ownership, because like I got I got Harden a little bit wrong. I under I under projected Harden ownership, oh by a little bit. Anyone else I got wrong? I under I under Chris Boucher. I undered some of the rat. I, I I under I got a little bit under. Uh, under-projected Trent and Boucher. Not by that much. Like, Boucher, I had at, like, 28, and he came in at 36. Trent, I had 12, and he came in at 18. OG, I got right. Just looking down this list. Like, any massively, massively incorrect ownership. Sadoransky, I thought, would be higher. I mean, who else is going to play off the bat? I mean, someone has to. I mean, they, they don't have anyone there. Just looking down, right? Garrett Temple got that ownership, right? I temp, I had like Temple at fourteen, and Sadoransky at like eight. Okay, so I'm now going to run a diversified set of lineups, right? 
Max total lineup ownership around 200. Because that's what around the range that, you know, the top end of the range that I was working with. And let's, let's build 150 from three unique players. Let's see what comes up. Everything else good. I don't have any, any exposures here. Okay, no, I got, I got max. Got 10s over here for a build I was doing. Okay, get rid of that, and now let's run it. So I want to see what, what that set of lineups, does it look that dramatically different than the set that I was making? I could look in the results DB and I could, st- I could start taking a look at, you know, people's exposures and stuff like that, right? We could go here, right? Take out that, start putting in, did brick play? No. I got caps lock on, petty theft. And petty theft, put in, put in squirrel patrol. Do we got squirrel patrol in there? JBC. Who else? Who else? Ishboo. Who else should we be looking at? Did you, we can see, look across the board. Like, I mean, Whistles actually had the least amount of, of NAW. Who else should we be taking a look at? Uh, have a Chipotle. Why not? Right, 94% gnaw. Uh, how about Yuta? 100% gnaw. Like, it, it was hard not to. So he had a salary adjusted plus minus of 12 or 13. So Yuta, okay, that's good. that's good enough. So we take a look at this, like, compared to the field. Like, no, yeah, well, obviously. Okay. And I had plenty of no. Siakam, plenty of Siakam. Alvarado, right? Some people went up and down a little. Harden, I had so much Harden. I had a lot of Boucher. I had a lot of Ananobi. I was a bit lighter on Murray. I had plenty of Willie Hurd and Gomez. I had some Herb Jones. I was way under on Garrett Temple. So the Colts and Hishbu. And Chipotle Addict, they had a bunch of Temple, but a bunch of people had less. Score Patrol, Ship My Money, Petty Theft. I was under on Jokic. I was over on Trent. I was going to have too much Trent. That seems to be fairly consistent. Pirtle, Achua. They were kind of leaving out Patty Mills. So if you played Patty Mills at 15% ownership, that may have been a little bit of a mistake. Derek White, plenty of Derek White. I guess Halliburton. I think Halliburton was a was a. It was like a, a sacrifice from uh, from all the Raptors, all the Raptors guys. It's like, why are you paying seventy four hundred for Halliburton? He was, he was fine without with their Fox in, but of course they got blown out. Terrence Davis, Keldon Johnson. Like I'm just looking at this Terrence man. Is there anything that just stands out of like someone have a lot more or a lot less of someone that I was playing? No, not that much. I'm assuming this no Noel ownership is a lot of Beverly being switched out. Okay. Nothing dramatic. No, nothing. Let's go back to the okay. So I built 100, 150 lineups, three uniques, just to get just as diverse set as possible and see what. What would have changed? Okay. 
Well, I probably would have gotten a little bit more man, right? White. I would have gotten more Halliburton, really, at that had his ownership. So anyone that I had a lot of that uh, turns out to be a little of. Hernan Gomez, right? Okay, so Hernan Gomez, but it came in lower. Achua would have came in lower. I would have ended up with more Hayes than, than Hernan Gomez instead of the other way around. I would have ended up with more P.J. Washington. Less Gary Trent at 18%. More Jokic than I had. So actually, it, would have ended, it probably would have ended. Result-wise, it actually would have ended up probably a little bit worse. Probably a little bit worse. But I would have had more Halliburton than I had, even though I had like 20%. I would have had more Gordon. So would have plenty of Siakam. I would have had more, more Boucher, I guess, to fill in that position. And way more Embiid, even though I did have plenty of Embiid. All right, if we take a look. I mean, like 15 out of 50. Like Keldon Johnson, where did he go? Where did he go in this run? Keldon Johnson just disappear in this 150 that I ran? Oh, 19%. Okay. A little bit less. So basically, the biggest differences would be the, the, the center position for the Pels and getting more like Derek White and basically non, non Pels, non Raptors, like Derek White, Halliburton, Embiid, Terrence Mann, those types of guys, Eric Gordon, which obviously results wise would have turned out worse. But that's where I'm not trying to review my results. I'm trying to re- review my decisions. Would I have had more or less? Had I known these these players would be X-owned? Planners don't look that dramatically different other than, you know, just I'm playing, I'm playing more. Right? I have less, like I have less, like two, three, like. I have less Pelicans and Raptors in my lineups at the same time. So like the opposite. Instead of here's one with two and two. Here's one with two and two. One and two. Two and two. Like, but you saw in my in my original set, I'd line up set with three and three. Two and three. Three and one. You know, like all over the place. I mean, I lost I still lost money yesterday, but it's GPP. That's what that's what happens. I had lineups that had pretty good scores, right? But you need like 400 to win. So getting a whole bunch of lineups, 320 to 350. Yay, cash, woohoo! Like min cash or a 3X or something. That's not going to make up. You're, play, you're playing to win. You're playing to win. Uh, MJC says should have won Cade instead of Halliburton. No, Why? Why should you have? I take a look at Cade Cunningham's projection, right? You take a look at Cade Cunningham's projection versus Halliburton. If I put him in my pool, uh, where is Sacramento? And how how do you how do you consider that? I project the guy projected for six point six raw points higher. Now, Halliburton obviously was 14% owned and Cade Cunningham was 2% owned. Was that 12-point difference worth six points in projection? Probably not. 
The problem with Halliburton was not Halliburton. The problem is the, 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 the Kings got blown out. And Katie Cunningham put up a huge game. You can't, you can't go by, well, what happened yesterday? It's like, well, based on the numbers, in a vacuum, regardless of what your lineup is, I mean, not considering the rest of your lineup, you obviously play Halliburton over Cade Cunningham. I mean, it's obvious. So that's, there's, not, there's nothing you could do for it. You could, there's nothing you could do. I should have done that because of a result. That's not the way you should be reviewing your slates. You review your slate by looking at like, well, what what are the, what what do my projections say? What do my tools say? Go on the road grinders projections. You want to aggregate projections, whatever. There's no there was no projection set around the industry that had Cade Cunningham anywhere close to Tyrese Halliburton with Fox out. So if it's just a one v one conversation with nothing. No ownership, no what the rest of your lineup is, no nothing, no contest, no nothing. It's an easy decision. Do you want a player with a six-point higher projection? There, done, yes. Give me Halliburton. Don't review these slates based on what happened. Other than how did your opponents react that you that differed from what you expected? That's why, that's why the ownership matters. Oh, I thought this guy was going to be 3% on. He ended up being 33% on. Well, that's a that's a big oversight. I played a guy, I played 90% of a guy thinking he was 3% on. Turned out he was 8 million percent on. And I uh, So the leverage I thought I had in those lineups gone. Bye-bye. They weren't balanced properly. That you could control. What happens in games, you can't control that. Like I said, I was I went through, I ran my 150. I ran a 150 of with the actual ownership in there, and my lineups got worse. Like from a result standpoint. But those would have been my line. Those would have been my lineups. I would have done worse. Not that much worse. Not dramatically different. I would have had more combinations that didn't include Pels and Raptors. But while still having probably four from the, both those teams combined in every lineup anyway. As opposed to what happened yesterday, where if you jammed in six, you were that, that's, that was gold. That's the only difference. Because the Raptors' ownership went up, and I, I, I didn't adjust as much as it did go up. Because it was one of those things where it's like right before, like Scotty Barnes being out, like 15 minutes before lock. I, I have a manually adjust the ownership. I can't wait for I can't wait for anything. So it's like, what does that do? How much further does Siakam go up? How much further do these guys go up? And because it's so late, it's not only how much do they go up because of of Barnes being out, but how how many people are going to react and 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 utilize this information? I mean, that's especially true after lock. But pre-lock, you have to do the same thing. Like the Pels information, the Pelicans information, like that was going to be if that was going to be fairly efficient, right? That news came out at one thirty in the afternoon. So I'm like, oh, how many people are going to play Jose Alvarado? Plenty of people, plenty. It did. We we have a six hour head start there. An hour before Fred VanVleet and Scotty Barnes and that type of stuff, not so much. The the Aaron Fox, maybe not so much. Had that news early in the day, then then it probably would have been much more efficient. I would I would have had better numbers. Okay, what's going on today? 
Is there a point of talking about today? I always say that. Is it James Harden slate again? They're playing. Well, we have nine. We have nine teams on back to backs. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck knowing what the hell's going on. Is that like why even bother at this point? We had teams not on back to backs going going nuts. What's going on with Utah? Look at we have eighteen guys, right? Look at this Q list. We obviously have Van Vliet, right? Jared Allen. We got the, obviously the, the the Raptors guys. We got Hayward. We got some Memphis guys. Marcus Morris, Will Barton, and this is just this is just on the injury report. This is the, the guys that have are listed Q or P or whatever. But you know what's going to happen. Four thirty, someone's going to step. Right, this guy's resting. Was never on the injury report. No, nothing. Just look at Cameron Johnson here, right for Phoenix. Let me reload this. It's like if you're building lineups now, I don't know what they, why. You're gonna have to redo all your work anyway. All right? What's going on with what's going on with Utah? What's their situation? Are all their guys gonna be back? Like what's going on with Conley, Conley and Bogdanovich and right? We have fantasy points. Okay, am I? I gotta I gotta delete these. Because this is from the other day when I plugged them in, right? Okay, so okay, so we don't have to worry about the jazz. If everyone's back, we don't even have to worry about the jazz, right? Do we have anything else? Do I have anything else filled in accidentally? I don't think so. Even we go team by team, like Milwaukee doesn't look promising. Cleveland, that. Right, we got nothing here, right? Cleveland, Charlotte, meh. Indiana, meh. Clippers, meh. <laughs> Orlando, eh. Sacramento. Okay, so the seven o'clock games aren't that they're bad. Okay, so Sacramento, we'll have to wait to see about Fox, I guess. Although it seems like Halliburton and Holmes still project fairly well. Atlanta, meh. Knicks, garbage. Heat. Butler, I guess Butler's there. Denver, we got Jokic. So we got Harden for Brooklyn. Toronto, we have to see what's going on with them. Right, but it's still going to be a very, very small rotation for them. Chicago, eh, meh. John Morant, 9,900. Are we playing him? Steven Adams, 4,500. Are we doing that? We have to see what the Q tags for, for Memphis are. San Antonio, San Antonio seems to project well. They may be a team. Look, all these, all these guys. As of right now, as of five twenty-seven in the morning, the algorithmic projections. So you have to wait for wait for some manual updates. Phoenix, we got Cameron Johnson, Bismack, Utah, with everyone back, kind of garbage. Mavs, not much. Portland, eh. But who knows? I mean, that's why I said this is a what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10-game slate, tons of back-to-backs and everything. Oh, I mean, I didn't even play tonight. Look, you got three games at 7, two at 7.30, two at 8, one at 8.30, and two at 10. Now oh, it's going to be the late swap city. You're not going to be by your computer tonight. Good luck. All right, with all these teams on back-to-backs, who knows? Who knows who star? Who knows? That Toronto lineup, who knows what's gonna, what that's going to be? San Antonio, 
They played yesterday. See, at least the seven o'clock games we'll get. But I mean, some of these, like, do I care that much about the Cleveland lineup? Right. But it's really Toronto, Chicago. Someone sits for them. Is DeRozan back? Who knows? Memphis at 830. The Utah guys. We may not know that. Oh, we may not know. We may may not know stuff by eight o'clock. So if you're not going to, if you're not going to be, you know, hanging around, making swaps, doing all that stuff around that time. Good luck. Good luck with that. I know we have Daniel Hutchins here. Uh, Nerdy tender. A lot of times he likes playing the late slips. So he doesn't have to worry about the late swaps. You know, play the early turbo or, you know, like that, those displays where it's just all at once. Right. The two, the two eight o'clock games, turbo, done. Right. The the early, the seven, 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 you know, that maybe the first, the five games, and that's it. And then the late, the late two game set. Maybe he's the maybe he's maybe he's the right mindset. So you don't have to worry. You only have to be really pretty much be at your computer for just by lock, and then you're done. Because all the games pretty much have started. But of course, they're smaller slates. And of course, a lot of times they're not necessarily the the the, the weakest of fields. You'll get most most of most of the dumb money, the weakest players in the in the main slates. CG says Chuck was pretty good yesterday, huh? Yeah, but it's it's hard not to be when. Teams are playing seven-man rotations, and they're all underpriced. I had to say, how does how does a thirty-seven hundred dollar guy not get there in thirty-eight minutes as the primary ball hander and shooter? Like it's hard. It's hard for them not to get there. Okay, looking in the YouTube chat. You got any questions? Got anything DFS strategy related? Feel free to type it in. Some of these will be short shows. I don't care. Hog Lawrence says, I did that last night since I had plans earlier in the evening. I love that idea. Okay, about, about just playing late slates and turbo slates, especially for NBA. I get it. I'm the type of person where it's like, if I'm available, I'm available. If I'm not, I'm not the whole night. Right? So it's like, if I'm doing if I'm doing something at, at 8.30, like, I just don't play NBA at all. Just like, I'm, if I'm not going to be available from, from 6 o'clock Eastern to 10, like at any point, if that four hours isn't completely free, then I don't play. Now that's me. I'm an all-in and all-out type of guy. Uh, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, by the way, if you're if you're a member of uh, if you're a member of Roto Grinders, Roto Grinders subscriber, which you can do by clicking on the link in the description, getting ten dollars off your first month. Right, you get you become an NBA single sport premium subscriber, you get access to all of our projections, all the lineup HQ tool all of our content, uh, you know, every, everything we got behind the paywall. Uh, we've got a projections team that works. They, I mean, they did, these things are updated probably 10 times a day. And they're always arguing there about assist rates, or whatever they're updating this constantly. Uh, and even after lock, obviously when we get starting lineups and, and unexpected people sitting and starting and whatever. Uh, so if you join a Roto grinders uh, premium, you get access to that, but you also get access to our discord. If you don't know where that is, that's rotogrinders.com slash discord. And I have a channel in there called Blender's Game Theory. So the same type of questions. If, if you, if a lot of people watch this later, right? Hi, hi, people that watch this later and or listen to it later on the podcast feed. Uh, they're never here in time to, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern is not a good time for them to be here live to ask questions. 
right, that they want answered. So that's what I use that channel for. So if you want to talk about DFS strategy, ask me anything, feel free to go into that channel and I, I reply to everything, okay? Now, not, maybe not in real time, but you can post your questions and they're also randomly is, is chat in there. But what I also do is uh, group coaching calls. So we get on Zoom, right, as a group. And it, as long as you sign up on the form that we have there, which is basically just like, I want to talk via video or whatever. You get on Zoom and it's like having a private conversation. People share their rotor trackers. They share their, their screens and their, their setups and their Excel stuff. And they ask questions. And, you know, I, I typically, typically, you know, an hour, an hour, an hour and a half. I do this about, about once a week in there. Different times just to hit, you know, some people are, are good at night. Some people are good in the afternoon. Some people are good at weekends. So the, ne- the next one is, is tomorrow night, Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern. So if you want to join, uh, if you want to j- join Roto Grinders Premium and join uh, the Blenders Game Theory channel, you'll see you'll see a uh, uh, alert posted there, a pin message, and then uh, you can sign up for my alerts in Discord. And then five minutes before, I send out saying, "Hey, we're starting soon." And a lot of people people have loved the the Zoom calls, and you could you could you could just join you could join the Zoom group coaching calls and not say anything, just like I just I'm just here listening and just here watching whatever. I basically go one by one. So a lot, a lot of times it's like maybe three or four people per call. And it's just like, hey, like they're on video, you're on audio, whatever. It's like we're having a private coaching call. Just you're doing it in front of like maybe anywhere from 20 to 60 other people watching you also. But nothing gets recorded. So these, these, you can't consume it later. Once the call is done, it's done. You can't, there's nothing. You can't, where do I find a recording of those? There aren't any. Okay, that's done for a reason, because if you're going to be on audio and video, a lot of people don't want to don't want to talk about their own personal play. Uh, you know, they feel, you know, you know, kind of self-aware that, oh, if this is going to be posted on YouTube and people are going to see me and whatever. You don't have to worry about any of that. So like whatever, you, whatever stays, whatever happens inside the Zoom call stays inside the Zoom call. So if you want to sign up for that, rotogrinders.com slash premium. $10 off your first month. Click on the link in the description. And if you are a Roto-Grinder subscriber, you could add yourself to the Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. That'll direct you there. And say hi in the Blenders Game Theory channel. And all the information for that is posted there. But, uh, but we'll see what happens tonight. Because there's no way I'm going over a 10-game slate with, with, with nine back-to-backs, thinking that anything that's we're looking at right now is going to matter. I mean, I said that yesterday and there was, and I didn't even expect there to be that much news. And there was news. Okay. The shenanigans, there was just shenanigans on the four game slate the other on Monday night. There's a four game slate. What, what, what could happen? Well, everything could happen. So we review yesterday's slate. We talk about DFS strategy in general on this show. So tune in. We'll be doing NBA for the longest time, especially if baseball isn't back. Please reach a deal. MLB DFS is, is so much is so much less stressful than NBA. But you could tune in later, 5, 10 p.m. Eastern on this YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live with the Grinders Live. They'll be, they'll be covering the NBA slate. And then 6.20, right after that, for premium members only, is Crunch Time with Andy Means and Kevin Roth. And, uh, and yeah, we'll lead you right up until lock. Uh, here and uh, 
I'm, I'll, I'm always be here 11 o'clock in the morning, as I always am, right? I'm the guy that starts your day. Start your day with, uh, with a review and answering your DFS strategy questions, as always, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.